going to the Word of God, and I'm going to the book of Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. And I believe I have something for you today that the Lord has laid on my heart. As we're getting ready to read the Word, I want to say thank you again to Brother Chris McRae and uh, Sister Amy, Brother Shane, Sister Carrie, whoever's been helping you work on the float. Appreciate it so very much. That's going to be a great outreach tomorrow. I hope you'll take a few moments of your day to help us with that. And uh, then I want to say thanks to Brother Tony Shafrida for being such a giver. He uh, loaned his truck out to my brother when he was here. And when he left, and he loaned it to <laughs> Brother Terry Painter's son, Jeremy. And not only that, but he's done a lot of things for the district campground. I just appreciate everyone that's working so hard. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I'm going to preach for a few moments on this subject. Christian, stand fast. Lord Jesus, we give you praise and glory and honor. Ask your blessings, Lord, that your spirit would just anoint and help us. Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, that someone would be encouraged today, that somebody would be touched by the Lord, and that your will would be done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1 is, is one of six times the apostle Paul commanded Stand fast. Six times in, in Paul's writings, he commands, stand fast. In 1 Corinthians 16, 13, watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. In Philippians 1 and 27, he said, stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel and in nothing terrified by your adversaries. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 1, stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. And in 1 Thessalonians 3 and 8, for now we live if you stand fast in the Lord. 2 Thessalonians 2, 15, therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or by our epistle. So for the Apostle Paul to take space in his letters to say six times, stand fast in the liberty, stand fast in the faith, stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, in nothing terrified by your adversaries, stand fast in the Lord, stand fast in the Lord, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught. These words from the Apostle Paul are flashing warning signs that say, after you have been set free, stand fast to stay free. Now, I'm thankful that for every one of you and, and for the fact that God has set you free. But when he says, stand fast, he's not talking to sinners. He's talking to saved people. And he says to the saved, he says, stand fast. Why? Because if you're going to stay free, you have to stand 
fast. So, so important. Six times the Apostle Paul calls to us from the Holy Scriptures and commands, stand fast. Take a firm, fixed, and determined position. That's what stand fast means. Take a firm, fixed, and determined position. Oh, I thank God that he set me free. I remember when my burdens rolled away. I had carried them for years, night and day. When I sought the blessed Lord and I took him at his word, then at once all my burdens rolled away. Rolled away, we used to sing. Rolled away. I am happy since my burdens rolled away. Rolled away, rolled away. I am happy since my burdens rolled away. Oh, I don't think there's anyone here that would doubt what a wonderful thing it is to be set free. It's a beautiful thing. But it's every bit as important to stay free. The Bible calls to all of us who have been set free. How many's had an experience with God in your life? You've been filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in his name, repented of your sins, living for God. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Well, the word of God calls to you today. And he says, stand fast. Just before entering into his eternal reward, the aged apostle Peter wrote his last book. It was just before he passed. And the last book that he wrote was the second epistle of Peter. And in that book, this old man who had walked with Jesus, gone through all the trials he went through, was at the upper room and filled with the Holy Ghost and helped many others to receive the Holy Ghost. He writes his last farewell epistle. And in it, he writes about the second coming of Christ. And he warned about the evils that would come directly preceding his coming. He said, brethren, make your calling and election sure. He warned against false teachers. He warned against Christians abandoning the faith and the teachings they have been taught. I'm just telling you what he did. He warned that loose morality and iniquity would abound. In the second epistle of Peter, he taught about the certainty of the coming of the Lord. And, and he said the skepticism that would be around at the time that, that men would be scoffers saying, where is the promise of his coming? He's not coming now. It'll be a long time from now. And in his last farewell epistle, in the second chapter of that epistle of Second Peter, the aged apostle warned against getting free, but not staying free. And I'm going to read to you because it's, it's so well written, I can't say it as well as he wrote it. So 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. 
It had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. I thank God that he sets us free. I, I, I think sometimes we just need to reflect and remember where God brought us from and where we were when he found us and how he saved us and how he healed us and how he delivered us. And, and, and I think we need to, to make sure that we never forget and let our praise and our worship come from our hearts. And, and we love Jesus. And what a wonderful thing it is when Jesus came and set us free. Oh, I remember when my burdens rolled away. Do you remember? By the grace of God, we were set free. And by the grace of God and determination, we stay free. Peter wouldn't have taken time in his last epistle just before he dies to say, hey, guys, listen. You've got to stay free. Don't, don't just be thankful for that God sets you free, you're going to have to be sure that you don't return back to the old ways. Jude, the apostle, who you know probably, but if you don't, I'll tell you, he was a half-brother to Jesus. They shared the same mother. He wrote in Jude... Chapter 1, verse 3. By the way, there's only one chapter, so. Verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Ladies and gentlemen, this scripture has come to pass in your hearing. Today, we have to stand up and contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. This is not a time to hide in the corner. This is not a time to hide our faith. This is not a time to backtrack on what the Word of God has to say. This is the time to stand up. We are now living in the time that the aged the Apostle Peter warned us of and the half-brother of Jesus, Jude, warned us of. And he said, I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. I thank God for salvation. It was freely given. I thank God that we are saved by grace through faith. How many know that? Okay, let's explain it. The Word of God said, repent. So by faith in His Word, I repented. By grace, He forgave me. The Word of God says, And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. So by faith in God's word, I went up and I got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And by grace, he washed my sins away. By faith in the word of God, I saw that the word of God says, But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
And so by faith in God's word, I lifted my hands and I began to praise him. And by his marvelous grace, he filled me with the Holy Ghost. We are saved by grace through faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But now, to you who have started out to live for God, if you are going to stay saved, it will not be accidental. If you are going to stay saved, the Apostle Jude exhorts to earnestly contend for not one of the faiths, but the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Listen, you cannot live for God without having a plan or a will to finish. It's wonderful when we start. It's wonderful when the Holy Ghost comes upon us. I've seen God lay people right down on their back when he filled them with the Holy Ghost. I've seen that. I've seen uh, uh, the other, uh, last week, I saw a lady, Sister Barbara, they're not able to be here this morning, but Sister Barbara received the gift of the Holy Ghost last Sunday. And when she received the Holy Ghost, Brother Ray, her face began to shine like an angel's face. I literally saw her face begin to glow. And she received a, a wonderful experience in God. And she spoke with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. And I'm thankful I've seen so many people blessed and touched and, and, and born again of water and spirit. And I thank God. But I want to tell you this. You have to have a plan. You have to have a will. You have to have a desire to stay the course, to stay saved. There's going to be some storms along the way. The winds are going to blow at times, trying to blow you off course. There's going to be distractions that will come that will try to get your attention. And there will be all kinds of reasons why you could just stop what you're doing and go do something else. But I beg of you in the name of Jesus, Christian, stand fast. I read in the Word of God in Ecclesiastes 9 and 11 that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. I read in Matthew chapter 10 and 22 where Jesus said, He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. I wish I could tell you that everybody I've ever seen saved is still saved. But I would be lying to you. Honestly, in this ministry alone, here in this one town, if everybody who got saved we're still saved, this building would not contain us. For not everybody that starts out with God has a plan and a will to stand fast. Not everybody has in their mind made up that no matter what happens, whether it be a tough week or not. Sister Rebecca, that soundtrack kind of cuts you off. You started to say something. I think you said something about how a tough week this last week. But that is okay. There's going to be times when we have tough weeks. There's going to be times when we're going to get bad news. There's going to be times when things are not going to go the way we want them to go. But if you've got your mind made up, you stand fast. 
you stand fast. Hallelujah. Would you lift your voices right now and let's just praise the Lord for His presence that I feel in this house. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You just got to stand fast. I'm laughing because I remember a funny story my dad told me many years ago. My dad was quite a country guy, and he had some funny stories. He used to tell Brother Ned Stevens, when I die, the old mule's yours. He never owned a mule, but nevertheless. But he had a pretty good sense of humor. And one day he told me a story about this man who had a big, mean dog. And uh, he said, it was down south, probably in Florida somewhere. And he said the owner was, owner was meaner than his dog. Now, I've noticed something about dogs. Dogs seem to kind of take the disposition of their owner somewhat. I'll leave that. <clears throat> so, <laughs> this old man was mean, and he had a mean dog, and it's terrible, but he'd walk through the town with his dog on a leash, and, and he would come up on a, maybe a child playing with a, a smaller dog, and he'd give this evil laugh and take the leash off the dog and say, sick him. And that dog would go over there in front of that poor child and just mutilate that poor child's dog. And several kids had watched in horror as their dog was assaulted. And so anyway, one day the big bully was walking his dog and came across a boy who had a very short-legged but stout-looking dog. And the bully laughed, reached down, unsnapped the leash. Big mean dog leaped forward as he had done so many times before. And suddenly the very short-legged stout dog opened his mouth and absolutely bit that big mean dog in half with one bite. I mean, kaboom. It was over. The bully was stunned and said, Son, what kind of dog do you have? boy said, well, he was an alligator before I cut his tail off and painted him yellow. <laughs> and what he was saying to me was, son, it's not the size of the, of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight and the dog. Todd Nance preached for us several years ago, and he told some stories from his football days. And there's this one receiver who was. Just lithe, he was fast, he was fairly small and mean as could be. And there was this big defensive, offensive lineman 
He was big. And he could just run over people. But he said they'd get in the locker room and this little receiver would go over to him and shove on him. And the guy would say, don't do that. He'd hit him again. And the most disgusting thing that you'll never forget, I'm sorry, I'm going to put this in your brain. But one day, that little mean guy took off his wet, nasty sock. He said, chew on it. I want to chew on it. And he did it. So one day they were out in the field and coach was around. He said to the big guy, he says, climb up that tree and meow. I don't want to. You get up there. He bullied him into getting up. He said, the coach came out and this guy's going, meow, meow. And the coach looking around, meow. Get down from there. You have to have your mind made up that you're standing no matter what happens come hell or high water you're standing for God if you don't have your mind made up you will be a casualty in this fight but if you will stand up God's going to stand for you I speak to somebody in this room that hell's been taking pot shots at I'm, I'm preaching to somebody right now the devil's been trying to discourage you and tell you you're not getting anything done it's not going to get any better it's only going to get worse and you've got everything to fear and, and nothing to believe for I tell you that the devil is a big fat liar and I tell you that it's time for you Christian to stand fast By God's help, I started out, and by God's help, I'm going to finish this race I have begun. Amen. Now, you better have it in your head. I'm coming down where I can look you right in the eye. You better have it in your head, because if you don't, you're already in the sights of the enemy you got to have it in your head. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter. I am staying the course. I am in this thing until death takes me out. I am in this thing until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There ain't nobody big enough, no devil bad enough that's going to take me out of this fight. I'm going to stand up for Jesus, and I'm going to be counted in this day. My mind is made up. I've got a determination. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that because Paul wouldn't have written six times. Stand fast. If it was not very important for you to stay saved, you're going to have to stand like a man. You're going to have to quit yourself like a man. You're going to have to stand up and square your shoulders and say, not on this day, devil, and not on any day, devil. My mind is made up. I have made up my mind. I'm standing fast for God. you want to write something down, write this down. Trying times are no time to quit trying. Trying times are no time 
to quit trying. You still with me? Mr. Man, God gave you the real thing. And many of you, I was there and witnessed it. Sister, God gave you the real thing. And several of you, I was able to witness when it happened. But now you're going to have to square your shoulders and say, Now, devil, I know you've come to my house to take my faith. I know you've come to to rip away my faith. I know that you do not want me to stand for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. I know you're trying to get me off the path, but I want to tell you right now, I started out, and by the grace of God, I'm going to finish this race that I have begun. I may not always feel good. I may not always be walking around with a big smile on my face. I may not always feel like everything's going right for me. Sometimes my heart may be broken. Sometimes I might feel like my spirit has been slashed. Sometimes I might feel like, oh God, I don't feel like doing anything today. But I have got my mind made up. It doesn't matter. Christian, stand fast. Two frogs fell into a can of cream, or so I've heard it told. The sides of the can were shiny and steep. The cream was deep and cold. Oh, what's the use, croaked number one. Tis fate. No helps around. Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye, sad world. And weeping still, he drowned. But number two of sterner stuff, dog paddled in surprise. While he wiped his creamy face and dried his creamy eyes. I'll swim a while at least, he said, or so I've heard, he said. It really wouldn't help help the world if one more frog were dead. An hour or two he kicked and swam. Not once he stopped to mutter. But kicked and kicked and swam and kicked, then hopped out via butter. I'll let that deep thought sink in. (laughs) What Satan intended to destroy you, God intends to bless you with. What Satan intended to take you out with, God said, no, I'm going to allow this to happen to you, but I promise you, I swear, saith the Lord, I will take you through this. What the enemy intended for your harm, God intends for your good. Joseph said to his brethren, you sold me. You did it for my hurt, but God allowed it for my good. Some of the greatest things that can happen to you is for you to be wounded severely. My God, I felt the Holy Ghost. One of the greatest things that can happen to you is to be wounded in life and then you recover from it and you're stronger than you ever were before. God is going to bring you to another level. God's going to bring you up to another level. Some of the greatest things that we think are horrible things, God says, no, that's a good thing. I'm going to bring you to another level with that. 
I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Some of you have been worrying how you're going to get through the current dilemma. You've been worrying about how in the world you're going to get through. I'm going to tell you how you're going to get through. Christian, stand fast. You just kind of, you know, here, let me show you. You just kind of spread your legs and stand and get your arms like this and get ready. And you say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I will take you out, Satan. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will overcome. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will arise in Jesus' name. A just man falleth seven times, but riseth up again. I'm getting up. You might be laughing now, but I'm going to get the last laugh because I'm standing fast. I've made up my mind. I'm not quitting. You know, I feel like the Holy Ghost is touching somebody right now and putting strength into you. Why don't you just lift your hands and give God the praise? Just give him the praise. Hallelujah. He's putting strength into you. He's putting strength into you. You are worthy, Lord. I praise you. You are worthy. You are worthy. Go ahead and let God fill you full of strength right now. You are worthy, God. Oh, you are worthy. Thou knowest all things, O God. You know what's best for me. You know the path I have taken. And when I am tried, I shall come forth as pure gold. He knows the way that I take. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll finish in just a moment, but I'd like for you to close your eyes with me just for a moment. I want somebody to know how much God really loves you right now. And I want you to understand that the things that have happened to you are going to fall out for the furtherance of the gospel. That God is working all things out for your good. And he knows what you need. And now you have an, an opportunity to stand fast and, and to give God glory. You have an opportunity to stand even though the winds are swirling and, and the waves are raging and, and there's confusion all around you. But you have the opportunity to stand and say, I started this race with the help of God and by the help of God I want to finish it. I started out and bless God, I'm going to finish. Not by my own might. I know I can't do this by my own strength, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Excuse me just for a moment. Keep your eyes closed. The devil's been trying to scare the life out of you. 
He's been lying to you, telling you that you can't make it and you're not worthy. And it's not going to come to a good end. But the truth is, He has promised, I will never leave or forsake you. That's the truth. I just feel like somebody right now, if every eye closed so everyone has privacy, I feel like if you just lift your hands, there would be something that would lift off of you right now. A heaviness that you've been carrying around. It would just lift off of you and, and you would say, God, you've got this. I lift my hands to you today to say, Lord, I'm thankful that you saved me and now I intend to stay saved. Matter of fact, maybe it might be good if we all just did that right now. God, I'm thankful that you saved me. Now I determine in the name of Jesus to stay saved. I determine that you're going to be first in my life forever and always. I refuse to allow you to slip out of your number one place in my life. You are number one. Lord, I won't try to put you in the trunk of my car. I'm not even going to put you in the passenger seat. I want you in the driver's seat. Lord, you're number one in my life. What you want is what I want. And that's it. That's it. That's it. That's totally it. I want you to have your way in my life. Now, Father, I command in the name of Jesus the spirit of fear and anxiety and pressure that's been upon any individual under the sound of my voice. I command it to go under their feet and under our feet. In the name of Jesus, we place those spirits under our feet, and we thank you, Lord, for the victory that comes through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's an individual here sitting that if you lift your hands and begin to praise him, God would fill you with the Holy Ghost right now. And you would begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance right where you sit. If, if you were to lift your hands and begin to praise God and not care about what anybody else thinks and not care about what anybody else says, but just lift your hand, tip your head back a little bit and receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, he'll begin to speak through you in a language you never knew. It will be a language you do not understand. And that will be a sign to you that God has filled you with the Holy Ghost. So right there, right where you are, receive ye the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus the Christ, the Lord, the Savior, the mighty God. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. For those who have become lukewarm or dry, I say in the name of Jesus, be be refilled with the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Something holy is walking through here right now. Somebody holy is walking. Holy! Somebody holy is walking through here right now. I feel it, don't you? Woo! Hallelujah. You're not going under, you're going over. You're not going down, you're going up. You didn't start this race to quit. You're not a quitter. You're a winner. Receive ye the Holy Ghost.
no, 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 wait. I can't, I can't let, I can't pass this moment. If you feel like you want to be, listen, if you feel like you want to be filled or refilled right now, just stand where you are. If you want to be filled or refilled, stand where you are. It's okay. No one's going to come off the platform here and you want to be filled or refilled. Now, if you don't want him to, don't worry, he won't. You have to want him to. I'm putting myself with you. I, I want to be refilled. I sure do. Oh, I sure do, Lord. Hallelujah. I'll take your presence any day of the week. Now I pray in the name of Jesus, you precious people. Let the Holy Ghost pour down over your head and over your shoulders. You're going to feel something now because the presence of God is filling this house. The cloud of the glory cloud of God is filling this house right now. Oh yes, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Christians, stand fast. Stand fast, my friend. Stand fast. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. Stand fast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that's it. Stand fast. But Shane, I just got a burden for Sister Suzette's mama. She's sitting back there. I want you to go back and pray with her for a minute. If she will let you. If she doesn't mind. Hallelujah. Let's lift our voices and let's shout unto God. Come on, everybody. Give God a praise. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You're worthy, God. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you and adore you. That's it, everybody. Let God fill you or refill you right now. He's here to do it. You don't have to beg him. He's here to do it. He loves you. You don't have to convince him. He's already convinced about you. He already loves you. Yay, Lord. Hallelujah. I receive the Holy Ghost all over again. I receive the Holy Ghost all over again. Yes, I do. I receive the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, Lord. Full, full, full. I want to be full, full, full of the Holy Ghost. Let there be no room, oh, Lord, for anything but the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, a beautiful, beautiful presence of the Lord is in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, now I'll tell you what let's do. All of us at the same time, let's lift our hands and let's begin to praise the Lord and let God fill every one of us with the Holy Ghost. Father, we begin to worship you now. We praise you. We are so thankful, so thankful to be in the house of God today. Hallelujah. So thankful that you saved us. Oh, hallelujah. Now let the Holy Ghost fall upon this people. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let this Holy Ghost 
fall upon every one of us, Lord. And I thank you for it. And those watching online, let them be filled with the Holy Ghost also in their living room, wherever they may be. But oh God, right now, there's an outpouring of your Spirit. We thank you. Yes, breath of God. Yes, breath of God. Yes, breath of God. Yes, breath of God. Oh, yes, breath of God. Breathe upon this people. Thank you.